0: To the Forking Wellness Podcast, my name is Dari Strukoff, registered dietitian,
1: and I'm Sophie Bertrand, registered associate nutritionist.
0: And we are so excited—we have our first guest ever on the Forking Wellness Podcast, Dr. Serena Segal, and the foodie dentist.
2: Hello, everyone! So excited to be here. <laughs> excited.
0: <laughs> we are so excited. But I feel like Sophie like, has been dying to have a dentist on the hot tap.
1: Yeah, I'm obsessed with dental health. Like, I can't remember when it started, but I am just, like, I do so much research on my own. I'm, like, every time I see my dentist, I grill her with questions. I'm obsessed.
2: <laughs> Love it. We need more like you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just obsessed with, like,
0: having perfect teeth or, like, the, the health of your teeth?
1: Both. I just want to, like, maintain you know, having healthy teeth and I feel like there's so much you can do that like affects you. Every time you eat, your enamel gets damaged. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah. We'll we'll dive into more. (laughs) That was a big statement. (laughs)
0: Yeah. I have a lot of questions now that I didn't think of before. Now that we just started recording. (laughs) Um, but why don't we start with our opening question, um, for our podcast for guests, which is like how you define wellness. So what the fork does wellness mean to you?
2: Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And I think, you know, people tend to overcomplicate all health a lot. It's a bit like nutrition. People overcomplicate it and want a magic solution to everything. But honestly, anything that is good for, for your general health, is good for your oral health. So, wellness to me means balance. Doing the simple things every day, rather than buying a magic water flosser or buying a magic toothpaste, nothing is going to fix your problems. So, I think just the small things you do every day for me, that's wellness. Um, you know, lowering your stress, eating well, drinking enough water, sleep. All of that is actually so so important for oral health. So, yeah, that's that's what wellness yeah Yeah. like consistency consistency exactly and the small things that you do every day yeah i
0: love that i feel like that is quite similar to how we like you said oral wellness versus like general nutrition it's kind of like the same thing it's just focus on the smaller goals don't get lost in kind of those big transitions and just
2: exactly because there is no magic solution people love charcoal toothpaste and oil pulling and 200 pound water flosses. And they're great if you have the luxury Mm -hmm. to afford that, but they're not necessary at all. So yeah, Yeah. not at all. So eating a well-balanced diet, drinking enough water, using a fluoride toothpaste, brushing twice a day, flossing, that will help to maintain good oral health Mm -hmm. forever.
0: That's really interesting. A lot of the things that you just mentioned are obviously a lot of the questions that we got. Sophie and I put on our poll, um put on our instagram stories poll uh, about what questions to ask you but something you just mentioned i thought was really interesting about the fluoride so mm-hmm. in america there's fluoride in our water
1: mm-hmm.
0: and there's always this like stereotype that americans have like better teeth because we have fluoride in our water does fluoride not exist in british water
2: so in some parts of england the concentration of fluoride is more so actually places like scotland um, they have a higher concentration of fluoride, so it depends which cities in. In, in drinking water, ah. yeah um, But the thing is that yeah, you do need fluoride if you're getting it in toothpaste, it's fine You don't have to have it in water, but essentially fluoride helps to every time you eat your teeth Demineralize which mm. means it essentially eats away itself and what fluoride does is it helps to remineralize it So, so reverse that so it's really important that we get fluoride twice a day in our toothpaste that, that's the main thing um and people worry about fluoride toxicity and that sort of yeah. thing only if you you swallow an excess um level of fluoride so if you're drinking and then also swallowing your toothpaste on a on a daily basis So that's why kids can be a bit of a concern because Aww. they love to swallow their toothpaste and not spit it out as as recommended so that's why the whole fluoride toxicity um issue has kind of come about quite recently because it's just swallowing it it's not using it topically
1: so would you advise that kids do use a fluoride toothpaste a
2: hundred percent a hundred percent because they also snack more during the day because adults adults don't tend to they also eat a lot more sugary based products Mm -hmm. than than adults so they a hundred percent should be using a fluoride toothpaste what do you think of all these natural toothpaste that don't have fluoride in (laughs) uh <laughs> it's a bit of a marketing um thing to be honest i mean fluoride, there's science there you can't argue with i'm science. so for it yeah <laughs> it's so so important and um all the research has shown that non fluoride toothpaste against fluoride your teeth are more susceptible to decay and acid attack which is not what we want yeah. so there are evidences there you just need a small piece size amount of fluoride twice a day that's plenty yeah yeah no,
0: I think that's so funny because there's like this weird stereotype in America that like Brits don't have the greatest teeth and I don't know where it started from but
2: <laughs> I'm offended yeah, as well <laughs> we're, doing, we're doing all right yeah. I mean in every country there'll be um like socially deprived areas which unfortunately they don't have access yeah. to toothbrushes and toothpaste and that sort of thing but that's with every it's actually the Asian community which have poor oral, oral health so um
1: I think as Brits, we're doing all right. Yeah, so...
2: <laughs> like- <No>. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel that
0: way, but it's, like, a funny, like... You know how, like, each country has their, like, you know, their stereotypes. Oh, Brits, they're very good-looking, and they have four they have teeth. <laughs> uh, that's a shame. <laughs> we'll
2: have to we're,
0: here. we're here to change that narrative. That's
2: so
1: funny. Exactly-
0: that's so funny. But, yeah, interesting. But in America, I feel like a lot of kids, all kids mostly, will get braces where I feel like here it's not as common for kids to get braces unless they like really need it. I wonder if that's a difference between like the NHS like versus like everything is private.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we're really fortunate to have NHS so healthcare fortunate. here. Yeah. I okay. think that that's such a blessing and that's why a lot of people love London and yeah. England. And yeah. It's it's amazing. Like we are truly blessed. But the NHS have now um in terms of braces or so orthodontics they've categorized into severe and mild cases. So they're a bit stricter on the guidelines so I think yeah less less children are having braces because they have to pay for it privately because their crowding isn't severe enough um well
1: me and all my friends had braces when I was in school yeah
2: exactly so the guidelines used to be a lot less strict
1: yeah
2: like fast going back 10 years ago um but now they're a bit more strict which is sad yeah that is sad
0: I used to like opt for like the different colored bands in my braces and I don't know why because it just looked like I had food in my teeth. <laughs>
1: oh no, I
2: did the same. It was like cool twins when braces. we were younger. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would like alternate, like pink, green, pink, green. Like what was I doing?
2: <laughs> love it. Multicolored.
0: Love it. Yeah, literally. Um, okay, cool. Are there any other questions that we have before we jump into
1: yeah, I want to talk about the enamel on our teeth because as mm-hmm. far as I'm aware, you can't get that back once mm-hmm. it's damaged. So are there ways that we can strengthen it mm-hmm. and maintain it?
2: Yeah the best. So when our teeth develop, they develop from when we are in our womb of our mother. So they start developing then. Um and also through childhood, then your adult teeth are developing. So really the point where you should be focusing on nutrition and that sort of thing is when your mother's pregnant and then when you're a child. That's, that's so That's the best wow. way to get the strongest enamel, wow. is if your mother has good nutrition um, and the development of the enamel is, is perfect and there's no disruptions, things like antibiotics, illnesses, vitamin D, vitamin C deficiencies, mm-hmm. calcium deficiencies can affect the way that the enamel develops. So really, the best way to strengthen the enamel is to get your mother. Is to have a good mum. It's to have a good mom. Yeah, basically. But when you're older, there's stuff that you can do to preserve your enamel. So, um, obviously, not drinking fizzy drinks. Um, you know, lowering the sugar level, increasing the fibre, fruit and veg, that sort of thing. Um, because yeah, there are there are things that you can do to minimise acid attack and erosion on your teeth. But in terms of strengthening it, you you won't really be able to. You yeah. can just help maintain what you have.
1: Would you advise using mouthwash like, throughout the day?
2: Um, so this one is a is a good question. So I'm actually not really a fan of mouthwash, oh, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so wow. yeah, because the thing is with mouthwash, mouthwash is. It, your, your oral microbiome is very very delicate it's made up of good and bad bacteria and when you use mouthwash you essentially strip all the, the bacteria in there good and bad oh, yeah. so again if you swallow it that will go to your stomach and again it will, yeah. will kill the beneficial bacteria so brushing flossing is way more effective than using mouthwash yeah. if you've been specifically advised to use it if you've got gum disease to help you get back on track that's fine but if, if you're in a healthy Healthy state, then mouthwash isn't really needed. That's so good to know. Yeah,
0: I literally. <laughs> <support>. <laughs> yeah, I have like Listerine mouthwash like automatically ordered every month on Amazon.
2: <laughs> I mean, people like it because it gives that fresh breath, and yeah, um, which is fine if you use it once in a while. Yeah. But it's not needed um, as part of your, of your daily oral, her- oral care routine. Um, it's not necessary.
1: Okay, so what should your or our oral routine be? What Mm -hmm. would you advise?
2: So, um, first thing in the morning, before you eat, you should be brushing twice in the Mm. morning with a fluoride toothpaste. So, before breakfast? Before breakfast. Before you eat anything. After? No, because as soon as you eat, then your mouth goes in an acidic state, and then if you're brushing, you essentially brush acid on your teeth. Oh. Oh. So,
1: what I do is I eat breakfast, and then I wait half an
2: hour, and then I brush. Yeah, if you wait half an hour, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. i is
0: um. I like, don't know where I made this up in my head, but like, first thing I do when I get up is I have a cup of coffee. And then I always thought if I brushed first, then I'd be more likely to get coffee stains on my teeth. So I like have my coffee first and like brush it off.
2: And then you can always brush it, but you just don't have to use toothpaste. So people have ah. this again that, oh, every time I brush, I have to use toothpaste. You don't, you just need fluoride twice a day. And then if you want to brush, if you feel that, yeah, you want to remove coffee stains, oh, then you could just use your normal, just water and a toothbrush you don't need to use toothpaste.
0: I would have never thought to do that because I, th- I think like when you brush your teeth, it's so like habitual yeah. to grab the toothpaste. Yeah, That's exactly. such a like...
2: Yeah, just use it with your normal toothbrush. Hmm. So you would floss after or before brushing? After. Well, there's a lot of conflicting evidence. I prefer after because you would have removed most of the plaque when you brush. Mm-hmm. So then you're just kind of polishing it up and making sure everything's nice and neat when you floss. Mm-hmm. Um, people like to do some before, like to do it after. So I prefer after, but there'll be lots of evidence to say do it before, um, but I prefer that it better results after. Okay. Yeah. And then brush before we go to bed as well. Brush before you go to bed and then eat a healthy, well-balanced diet, that sort of thing during okay. the day. Yeah. So
1: going back to the toothpaste, you know, you can get like high fluoride toothpaste. Mm-hmm. Do you recommend those over normal ones?
2: Oh, you only need high fluoride toothpaste if you are at a higher um, susceptibility of getting decay. So okay. things like patients who are medically compromised and they're taking medications that maybe presents a with dry mouth, the saliva helps to buffer mm. the acidity, yeah. um, or if they're in a, a, like a, a low socioeconomic status, that sort of thing, and they're eating more sugary-based products, if they've got a mouthful of decay, that sort of thing. So you only need fluoride if you're more susceptible to getting decay. Otherwise, just normal over-the-counter stuff is great. Okay, awesome
0: interesting i didn't know that there's so much i didn't know about teeth
2: Um,
1: (laughs) a lot of information i know i feel like sorry. we're just gonna be firing
0: so many yeah you said said something before about like to keep a healthy mouth um to have fruit and veg and fiber um Mm -hmm. is that come down to like the microbiome of your mouth and preserving the health or is there anything like in those foods that are protective against like decay or mouth disease or something
2: Yeah. Um, well, there's lots of, obviously the fiber, probiotics, that's all really, really important. But fruit and veg has loads and loads of vitamins and, and minerals, which are so, so important for oral health. So things like vitamin C, which is the building blocks for mm-hmm. our gum tissue, because that, that also helps build collagen, which is yeah, makes up the same, bulk like of our... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, things like vitamin A, calcium, vitamin D, they're all so, so important for oral health. So it's not just... Um, Getting your fibre in—it's also those those key vitamins and minerals which are really crucial in maintaining good oral health. Doesn't sound
1: too dissimilar to actual nutrition, does it?
2: Yeah, anything that is good for your general health, it is good for your oral health. Yeah. So just—I think everyone's overcomplicating it, and they want one specific food that's going to make their teeth strong and bright, and it's, it's just not going to happen. If you follow the basic rules of nutrition it doesn't have to be super expensive, yeah. then, then you will be fine. <laughs> so
1: what about like eating too much fruit in terms of yeah. that kind of acidity on your teeth?
2: Yeah, I get this question all the time. <laughs> so fruit itself, whole fruit, if you have more than 20 whole pieces of whole fruit a day, then it will have some sort of acid erosion. But 20, 20.
1: That's a lot of fruit. 20 is a lot
2: of fruit. <laughs> and if you look at a fruit juice, let's say an orange juice, mm. a glass of orange juice, um, it's got about six oranges in that one glass of small so oranges, which is a lot. Yeah. And also the whole fiber has been stripped. It's just concentrated yeah. fruit sugar. So that's what causes tooth decay, acid erosion, that mm. sort of thing. Um, but whole fruits itself, they have n- no evidence has been done to link that to acid erosion unless they're having fruit in excess. Um, so it's just man. the fruit juices. So yeah. I would try and stay clear of fruit juices, If I mean, if you can, but eating whole fruit is so much more beneficial. Yeah,
1: definitely. And um, what about so things like people? This really annoys me is people who drink lemon water. I mm-hmm. knew
0: you were going to mention this. I
1: have to bring it up, I, I say it all the time um, yeah. because obviously it is said to be detoxing, which we know it's not rubbish. But yeah, is it not just like eroding the enamel on your teeth?
2: Yeah, I mean. If people like drinking lemon water, it's not going to cause, it's not going to create a miracle, which, like you said, yeah. it's not going to detoxify you. Mm. If people like it, that, that's fine. Have it with a straw. Um, Love that. I drink yeah. everything
1: through a straw. Same, I can drink
2: my water through a straw. It's very weird. What? I'm just in the yeah, habit I so now. Drinker. I'm just in the <laughs> habit of drinking everything in a straw. We can. Um, you, can you elaborate
0: everything. on that? Like why should we drink things through straws? Sophie literally carries like a packet of straws with her at all times.
1: Oh, all, I have, same, all my yeah. like eco-friendly straws. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mum got me some more for Christmas. Like <laughs> oh the perfect gift. Coffee oh, through a straw, I drink tea through a straw. That's oh, why okay. I got gorgeous tea. <laughs> oh, it's
0: working. <laughs> I gotta get myself a straw now.
2: <laughs> but yeah, lemon water, um, yeah, it, it is acidic for your teeth. Yeah. So if you're sucking on lemons, that that's not mm. a good idea. But if you're having it through a straw, it, it's fine. It's yeah. not gonna do massive benefits, but it's not gonna do massive harm as long as you're not having it in excess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Glad we covered
1: that.
0: I just always feel like drinking hot liquids through a straw feels so funny. It's true, isn't it? Like so weird, especially if it's like a metal straw and it's really, really hot.
2: You can just burn yourself, yeah.
0: Exactly. That's almost like, oh, take the straw out. God.
2: The bamboo ones for the
1: hot drop. Oh.
0: Yeah. Okay. Tip. I knew you were the right person to ask that question
1: too. It's a metal one, but with like a rubber thing on top so it doesn't burn.
0: Oh so. god. Now I know. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: Okay. Back to 1012. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, so should we fire away some questions from the people who answered in on Instagram? Yes. Okay, do you want to start?
0: Um, Sure. I had one question about charcoal toothpaste. Is it better than normal toothpaste? And I guess now we know it should have fluoride, but I don't know if charcoal toothpaste
1: does have fluoride.
2: Well, okay, so first of all, charcoal toothpaste is black, right? So when you put it on your teeth, and you look at yourself for a few minutes and you take it off, the illusion effect, you actually think your teeth are whiter because it's so true. the contrast between black and white. So you're staring yeah. at yourself with black teeth and then you take it off and you're like, wow, my yeah. teeth are white.
1: That's but, so
2: true. Yeah, not much has really changed because you're just comparing contrast. It's yeah. illusion. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing is it contains really small abrasive particles in there. So if you have stains from tea, coffee, red wine, that sort of thing, if you eat a lot of curries, turmeric, that stains your teeth, and then it can help to just reduce surface staining, which is which is fab. Charcoal toothpaste is is good at that. Mm. But if you use it in excess, you have abrasive particles in there that can actually erode your enamel over time. So if you're using it every day, you're going to erode your enamel quite a lot. Oh my gosh. So if you want to use it, that's fine. Use it maybe once a month to remove surface staining, um, and then yeah, just use it once a month, not at all every day. Okay, that's good to know. I feel like that
1: is really good to know. Well, cool. do you want to ask oneself so? Yeah,
2: I was gonna the first question is how can we reduce staining on teeth? So it depends on how porous your teeth are. So you'll find that some people's teeth stain a lot more than others. Oh, okay. And that also is down to the development. Mm. So um you'll find that you know I get some kids in and, and they'll say that my teeth are so stained, but again they hardly have obviously tea coffee. It's just the food to be, and the teeth are more porous. So um just brushing twice a day. Like I said, if you're having coffee Um, or something which is really heavily stained then just brush your teeth with just a normal toothbrush after you have something um you don't need to use toothpaste but seeing a hygienist is the best way just to remove staining there and then yeah see a hygienist and it's the safest way yeah that's perfect perfect every
0: four months
2: yeah that's brilliant oh god
0: (laughs) i go like twice a year
2: no,
1: I try and, like, hound ash to go more, but it's, like, it's too expensive. I'm, like, to me, it's, money <laughs> it's an investment. It is an investment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so now I know I need to book a new hygienist appointment. I need to get bamboo straws, and I need to throw away my Listerine subscription. Um, okay, I'm learning a lot.
1: Put the money you save for the Listerine towards your hygienist. Exactly. So <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um. I don't know if I have this question, actually, but I just thought of something else. Teeth
2: whitening products.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, the um, I think they're the crest whitening strips. They're massive in America. And whenever I go home, there's always someone who asks me to bring them over because they, like, yeah, I've had a few friends ask me because they're, like, renowned as, like, being a lot stronger. I don't know if that has to do with, like, the different uh, regulations.
2: They are, yeah. We have different regulations in the UK and the US. So... Again, like Crest like is quite effective, but the most effective thing is um, something called peroxide. So peroxide is only what a dental professional can prescribe. Mm-hmm. I'm glad and you that, said that, because yeah. you can get some
1: really cheap whitening
2: kits online. Really? And mm-hmm. honestly, like, I've seen some cases where the gum tissue has been burnt because <gasps> the concentration is so strong. Oh they're selling gosh. them on the black market. And like, why would you want to risk it? Like, okay, oh, perfect. Oh. White teeth. Everyone wants lovely white teeth. Yeah. But... Wouldn't you rather spend the money, do it properly um, rather than have the risk of of something going wrong? It's just, and you know, your teeth are so, so delicate. You can't grow back teeth when they're gone. You can't Mm. grow back gums. So um, it is, we do have to look after them. But yeah, peroxide, what we prescribe can enter the tooth and bleach it from within. Anything that you find over the counter is not legally going to enter your tooth and and bleach it. It's only going to do everything from the outside. So. God, that's um, so good to know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is it a myth that if you get your teeth, like if you use those strips, then it actually makes it more susceptible to staining? Or is yeah, that
2: true? It works similar sort of thing to charcoal toothpaste. So it removes surface staining and it can remove just a very, very fine layer of outer enamel, which holds the surface staining. So it will look right initially and then people get really excited and they keep using it again and again. And then over time, long-term, it will start to, to erode your enamel. So be careful with those. Yeah, I would just honestly just go when there's a sale yeah, your always go to a
1: dentist yeah they yeah. have
2: offers around Christmas and, and just pay the money and get it done and then you'll have your moulds forever yeah and then you just need to buy the, the top up kits which yeah. aren't actually that expensive so oh, that's so good to know
0: well, now I know what I'm getting Sophie her for her birthday next week.
1: like, oh, okay. I'm actually having my teeth whined for my wedding and I'm doing it with my dentist. So yes. I got to know that the money was worth it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So you saved yourself some money there on the dentist. There you <laughs> go.
0: That's so funny. I had a question about veneers. So would mm-hmm. you recommend veneers? Or I know there's like um some different ways of kind of like bonding your teeth now to make them look more even um or like the negative benefits of you know shaving down your teeth when you get veneers
2: so veneers and that sort of thing yeah people want to improve the aesthetic appearance of their teeth um there's definitely a place for them but yeah veneers essentially we have to shave with a handpiece and a drill um tooth tissue and that's irreversible and it it sounds it it sounds scary but it's only about 0.5 millimeters that we take off but still that's irreversible and once you have veneers you will need them for life it's not as if you can pluck them off and you can leave them because your tooth is shaved so you will need veneers for life so i suggest for the younger generation that if they want to try something, composite bonding is, is a great alternative. So, essentially, sometimes you don't even need to reduce, reduce any tooth tissue. You just add bits of filling material to your tooth um, mm-hmm. to improve the aesthetic appearance. But again, with bonding, you will need it for life. Um, so, what I would suggest is go for whitening. That's yeah. the first thing. Yeah. Because often, genuinely, people get their teeth whitened and they're like, I love my teeth. Yeah. Now. Because when they're fresher and they're whiter, people feel so much better. Yeah get them whitened first and then if you're really concerned about the appearance of them go for bonding and then veneers eventually when you're a bit older yeah.
1: it's funny because i being the obsessed dental health person that i am <laughs> went to my dentist to talk about veneers and he was like do not get veneers Don't bother." at the age of 25 like i'm 27 now but um yeah he was like they are for like 50 and 60 year olds because mm-hmm. if you have them from such a young age you might, and do they like irritate your gums sometimes as well if you yeah it,
2: it depends yeah. how they're made um it depends who does them how good the lab is yeah. whether they're they accumulate plaque mm. um how well you brush that sort of thing so there's a lot of factors but yeah. veneers aren't also set for life they can fail they yeah. can chip That's they can break exactly exactly so i don't think i mean unless you you really really want them and you've, you've explored all the other options mm. then fair enough um If you want to go for something like Invisalign, that's also non destructive. That's using um, braces to remove your teeth. So, yeah, I would try and explore other options, which are, you know, don't involve removing your tooth because that's irreversible. But again, it's all personal preference. Speak to your dentist about it.
0: Yeah, I like you mentioned Invisalign. I looked into it recently. I had braces when I was younger, but I like never wore my retainer like I was supposed to. So, like, some of my teeth have shifted a little. um, And I really. I think like after doing a bit of research like Invisalign seemed like the best like not most non-invasive option.
2: Invisalign is a great option and it's it's a lot of people that yeah had braces when they were younger don't wear their retainers Mm. your teeth move move around um, and yeah it's just just polishing up and making everything look great.
0: Yeah okay interesting. I also had another question about flossing and I know that like you mentioned it before um but like how often we should floss and what do you think about those like um not you know those like little pick things
1: the little brushes that you go in between your teeth.
0: no i don't they're like um i don't even know how to explain them they're like little like floss wire with like a little handle and you just like
2: yeah, Plustics. yeah, yeah, yeah. Floss sticks, okay. yeah. And normal floss does the same thing. I actually prefer floss sticks because they're less fiddly than yeah. the string. When you go back in your mouth and to use a string and to tie in, it it is a bit confusing. Um, So floss sticks are really good. They are plastic though, so it is a concern for the environment. So oh, I hope that soon point. that they'll come out with biodegradable ones or even teepees, you can use them again and again. Yeah. So yeah, it is a bit of a struggle because the dental market just isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that Hopefully they should get there soon. Yeah, But I find floss sticks better because they're easier. But um, anyone, you can use anyone. But yeah, everyone should be flossing once daily.
0: Once daily. Okay, I do, I love to floss my teeth. Sometimes I like,
2: oh, yeah,
0: I like do it too much and then my gums bleed. But like, <laughs> I like, once I start, I like love it.
2: Yeah, don't traumatize your gums as well. People <laughs> do that as well. Just be very gentle with your cleaning. Everyone should have that approach. Very gentle with your toothbrush, very yeah. gentle pressure. People love to scrub and get in there and it's yeah. not doing any good. If you excessively scrub your teeth, you're going to wear away your gums. Your yeah. gums are very, very soft and delicate. So gentle pressure with everything. When you floss, very gently. Do Just treat everything like, like a delicate flower. Yeah. <laughs> so would
1: you advise a normal toothbrush or an electric one?
2: So research says that there's no difference in the um, efficiency and like the the end result of using a manual and electric if you okay. use them both properly but the thing with using a manual is you're going to brush as soon as you wake up and the last thing when you go to sleep you're going to be tired at both those times Trying you're <laughs> less likely to focus on your technique look in the mirror hold it brush in the right way use the right amount of pressure um and do the small circular motions perfectly twice a day for two minutes yeah. so an electric brush just eliminates all that, that task for you yeah. and it does all the work for you. You just hold it and you move it around. So it's a lot easier and it has a pressure sensor in there because a lot of people overbrush um, yeah. and that causes recession and that sort of thing to your guns. Yeah. So it's just a lot easier to use. That's why I love electric toothbrushes. Yeah, so yeah. I love
0: mine so much. I need to get, um, I just like forgot to buy the, um, the tops for them, the brushes. So yeah. the back back, be- the other one.
2: Um, get a new toothbrush out every three months because the oh. bristles at the end they'll start oh, ineffective. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So oh my, you should see our toothbrush holder like my partner's toothbrush is like frayed to the gut go- like literally he brushes so hard I will replace it all the time and I always go for like a medium like a soft toothbrush was what I was told from my dentist not like the really hard bristles
2: I mean um, even six months your toothbrush should never be really really splayed. It say, is that's quite distressing that <laughs> excessive <laughs> brushing yeah. yeah oh no you have to tell him to be gentle
0: yeah <laughs> i'll force him to listen to this episode before, I made get
2: toothbrush. yeah it's the best investment
0: yeah yeah okay i'm learning a lot i feel like i didn't think i had poor oral health and i don't but i'm i'm learning ways it's to hard improve hard. it
1: um, so, what about gum health? We talked mm-hmm. about teeth. Is there things that we can be doing to protect our gums? Because I think at one point I was told that I was at risk, like mine were like receding, mm-hmm. um, yeah. but they were at the stage where I could kind of maintain it and get them healthy again. Because isn't yeah. there a point where they go too far and you can't get that gum back?
2: So yeah, when you've got recession, that you can't grow gums back. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, recession is is due to a bit of age. So as you get older, then your gums are more prone to recession. Genetics play a factor as well. Mm. But the things, yeah, like like what I said, vitamin C, that makes up the bulk, collagen makes up the bulk of our gum tissues. So we're making sure that we're getting lots of vitamins and minerals, Mm. probiotics, eating well, that sort of thing, fiber. um, It's all really important for, yeah, even vitamin A, that really helps mucous membranes Mm. and and saliva. So everything is so, so important. So if you're having a healthy, balanced diet, then um, you can, yeah, you should be all right. And again, being very gentle when you clean your gums, yeah. not to be too excessive, because again, if you put too much pressure, you're going to make them recede faster.
1: Yeah. What about like tooth grinding in the night?
0: So oh, you- I'm so happy you asked that. I grind <laughs> my teeth so loud to the point where my partner will wake me up and be like, Stop, it's like yeah. it's, he hears it.
2: It's so common, as I mean, we're all stressed. We've all got yeah, stressful lives. I do it when yeah, I'm yeah, and it's we do it subconsciously. So yeah. sometimes our partners or whatever won't even know that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. So um, go and see your dentist. I think that everyone should have a mouth guard. Do you? Yeah, I oh. have a mouth guard. I wear really? it a few times a week. And because, I mean, tooth wear, once you start grinding your teeth, you create little chips in your teeth. That's Mm -hmm. irreversible. So you want to protect your enamel again. So it's a bit like, it's a preventative thing, right? Cleaning, flossing, brushing, eating well. Having a mouth guard will protect your teeth if you do grind because there's no way that you can stop yourself from grinding at night because it's subconscious. exactly. But if you have a mouth guard in there, it's just going to protect your teeth. So it's definitely worth getting on for sure. You need to go get a mouth guard then.
0: I know I always just found it like super uncomfortable to sleep with
2: it is yeah it takes a bit of getting used to if you ask for a thin one I mean ones that are custom made from your dentist they're not like a sports guard they're not really bulky and big Mm. so they're quite yeah they're very custom made and they just slot on your bottom teeth or your top teeth
1: So, what I'm using for my teeth whitening I obviously have the like yeah good that count as mouth
2: guard so, mouth guard the material is a bit high, harder. If oh, okay. you, I mean, you can use it if you don't grind your teeth too much, mm. but you can actually wear through your oh, um, okay. yeah, your whitening guard if you if you grind a lot. And then, if you do, the whitening trays are ineffective because the bleach will just pop straight out. Oh, okay. So, it might That's be better fair. to get two Double separate ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Two separate ones. Because okay. no. then you would have wasted yeah. the money on your whitening. Yeah, and then if you have yeah. to get that again and then yeah. get another night guard. <laughs> that is more expensive. <laughs>
0: Interesting. Okay. I need another thing to add to my list. I should be writing all this down. Talk about a night guard. And then the other question I had was wisdom teeth. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people in America, like as a precaution, we get all four taken out. Like even if sometimes they don't cause you pain, the dentist is like, oh, well I can, they'll take x-rays and they'll be like, oh, I can see that they're growing in impacted. So before they even break through the skin, like let's remove them. That's what happened to me
2: yeah so i mean in the uk we have a lot more what we call conservative approach so we like mm-hmm. to um try and preserve teeth preserve tooth tissue that sort of thing us they're not as conservative as we well that's
0: because them. they profit a lot because it's <laughs> all private
2: exactly so the thing is with wisdom teeth yeah they can grow in the weirdest angles they can, um, you look on an x-ray, sometimes they can cause no damage whatsoever. Yeah, so I think
1: I have. yeah,
2: they'll be growing in a funky position, but they just stay how they are. Mm-hmm. Um, if they are, if you, you find that they are growing in a weird position, the dentist just needs to monitor you and just take x-rays kind of every few years and see how the position changes. If it doesn't change at all, that's fine, mm-hmm. leave them in there because taking wisdom teeth out is not easy, it involves surgery, yeah. bone removal, gum removal, there's a risk of nerve damage exactly Mm -hmm. and it's not comfortable at all so if you can avoid it obviously do but if there is a specific reason like you're getting decay it's really difficult to clean so it's causing you discomfort if they're growing in a certain way and it's causing problems on the tooth and front which can happen um then of course then there's a need for them to be removed yeah because they're just silently doing nothing sitting under your bone then yeah
0: leave them yeah Because I was having a lot of pain in the back of my mouth, and I actually think looking back, it was like during exams in uni, and I was probably grinding my teeth, but I went to the dentist thinking it was my wisdom teeth, and they saw that they were growing in sideways, and they're like, well, they can shift the whole rest of your mouth, so we might as well take them out. So I had surgery. I came home from uni from it, and it went under anesthesia, and they took all four out.
2: Wow. That's intense. Yeah. 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 I mean there could have been a need for it, it's obviously difficult to say, but um yeah, if if it's not causing I mean sometimes, yeah, they don't cause pain, but often when it causes pain, the problem is, is become a lot more severe. So yeah there might there might have been a need for them to come. Yeah. Out. So well, they're out
0: now, so oh well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they're out now, I can't grow them back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Some people don't really even have wisdom teeth, right? Like some people are born without them
2: ones honestly wisdom teeth can cause problems so count count yourself lucky if you haven't got wisdom teeth
0: yeah interesting i've learned so much in this podcast so far
2: Uh,
1: i think it's really interesting that it's basically just overall general health
2: yeah it's super simple exactly there's
1: no miracle toothpaste miracle toothbrush Mm -hmm. miracle food that Mm -hmm. can give you the perfect teeth
2: it's the same with nutrition though it's the same Mm. with everything it's just the simple things that you do. Every day, there is no magic pill, which we live in a society where we want quick fixes and we want mm. instant results and we're on technology and we want things immediately. Yeah. We're so impatient, but it's just, it's just unfortunately not the way it is.
1: No. I've got a question. Um, silver fillings
2: versus mm-hmm.
1: white fillings. Yeah. What would you, what's your opinion on that?
2: So, um, amalgam fillings or silver fillings. Yeah. Um, if you have them placed, they they're perfectly safe material but every time you buy to you put stress little bits of mercury vapor are released um and it's tiny 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 so when you have fish there's there's mercury in there so the mercury that's in silver fillings isn't necessarily harmful um but people have you know this this whole speculation about mercury is so so poisonous and there's mercury in a lot of things so um (laughs) Yeah, I don't know where this honestly silver fillings has come from, but I mean, if you're worried about it, then just opt for a white filling. Yeah, um, if you have a mouthful of silver fillings, then and you're eating and you're in your very mercury, if you're working in like a coal mine, for example, yeah, then you're a lot more susceptible to gas vapors and that sort of mm. thing. Um, but they're not harmful because they wouldn't be allowed to be placed in people's mouths if they weren't safe, yeah, but they are being phased out over time um so eventually we'll just all have white fillings essentially okay, yeah because
1: white fillings are like double the price they are, they are they are <laughs> so i've got three yeah. fillings in the back of yeah. my mouth and i just went to silver because you can't see them yeah and then all this stuff was coming out about the mercury in them, and i was like shit
2: it's honestly <laughs> the smallest smallest and you get when you eat a piece of fish you have way more mercury in there okay than having one silver filling Okay. so don't worry too much about it okay, yeah it's again smart. the thing with like lemon water and coconut oil and it's just a lot of like faff from no real evidence so yeah yeah, don't worry too much about
0: it amazing um when you said coconut oil it reminded me of something have you ever heard of oil pulling
2: yes yeah 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 (laughs) so oil pulling, um coconut oil is yeah it has its role i mean it's antibacterial anti-inflammatory so it can help but again there's no miracle cure you can't do coconut pulling a few times and then your oral health is going to be mm. pristine and lovely. So there's no harm in it. I don't think if people enjoy it, like I've tried it myself and yeah, I, I, it I find it ago. really weird. So, I don't like the feeling of swishing oil around. So, I don't like so it. Gross. Yeah, but some people love it. So go ahead, but don't neglect your oral health routine. Don't neglect brushing and flossing. Yeah. Um, don't do anything differently. If you're going to do it as well as your normal oral health routine, then that's fine. Yeah. But don't skip bits to do oil pulling. So, if you yeah. want to do it, then fine, but there's no real evidence to show it's really, really beneficial. Okay, that's
0: good. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of people will find that helpful because it's one of those like bad things, like
1: there's a lot of oil things.
0: and oil pulling. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Amazing um well we would like to end on what we call like the peak and pit of the wellness industry so it's not something that we've done before but we thought we'd do it with our guests and i swear the pit and peak i think it's honestly i think it's from the kardashians i'm not gonna lie i think they did it on an episode um <laughs> but like i just i think it's like a great way to sum up like in the past few years like what's been your favorite trend and then what's kind of like been like the worst thing so in terms of like wellness my like peak is like the rise of like gut microbiome research and the focus okay. on the gut that's what i did my dissertation on um in my masters and then i guess the pit would be something like i don't know like celery juice
1: just <laughs> Oh God, yeah. I like did that. You, didn't that And my peak was the rise of intuitive eating. Um I just think it's such a great approach to wellness and it helps mm. people stress in terms of health and nutrition. Yeah. Um and then I did I say lemon water my... You did, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so on to you three. Now what would yours be?
2: Um my peak would be the availability of like the like the vast Variety of foods that we get now, mm. I think it's incredible. We are so so lucky
1: yeah.
2: um, to have all these foods available to us all the time. I think it's amazing. Um, the pit would be oh, so difficult. I think just these expensive useless gadgets, yeah. like yeah. two three hundred pound water blossoms, five hundred pound toothbrushes. I just think that companies are monetizing it and yeah. making people feel like they need to have this to have I perfect, perfect right. health. When it's not the case, and it's just a bit sad because people think that being a healthy individual is so expensive. Yes, and it's sad because it's not, yeah. it's just that it's been marketed that way. So, um, I feel like that's a bit, of, it's a quite a broad pit, but no, it's good though. It's I like, like
0: that,
1: same with like skin health. Like, I know yeah. you don't need to spend a hundred pounds on a day cream to have nice yeah. skin,
2: exactly. So.
0: Yeah, I like that. And the only thing that I w- could think of that should be monetized that's not um, are, like you said before, the sustainable um, floss picks. So if anyone has an entrepreneurial spirit out there, um, <laughs> we, found, we found your next product.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: Amazing. Well, do you have any questions for us? Anything like, I don't know.
2: Uh, wisdom. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you guys think about um, oral health? Like, What is your perception at the moment about oral health in general? It would be interesting to know what you guys think.
1: I think a lot of people don't realise how, like it's kind of what you said at the beginning, the small things are the important things. Mm. And going to your dentist every six months, I am hounding Ash at the moment because he hasn't been in about a year. And I'm like, oh. make a dentist appointment. <laughs> like I'm so religious with mine. As soon as yeah. I have my appointment, I get my next one in and I go. And I hate it. as obsessed as I am with dentists I hate going Mm.
0: after my tea yeah I think I think it's kind of massively overlooked that people when they think about health and wellness they don't really think about their oral health but it's so important and it's something that we can like create really healthy oral health habits at a really young age and those can kind of stay with us for life so I think. I think it's something that you know we are I don't even know if we're taught about oral health in school or like brushing your teeth
2: not at all Do you think we should be? I think so. Yeah, and even yeah. in school I mean I studied for 5 years and we had about 3 hours in total of nutritional training. Yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah. Uh we don't learn about the mouth body connection. We don't learn about any of that. So yeah, you I
1: definitely, just you definitely should
2: though. Yeah, 100%. It's five so years, important. It's a
1: lot of training,
2: it's a lot of training yeah. <laughs> so it is yeah it's 100 percent but i think now even with the whole lifestyle medicine and um for medical students they're introducing nutrition it's, it's amazing so i think yeah. we're getting there it's just taking time
1: yeah knowledge is
2: power <laughs> knowledge is power but we've got all these amazing influencers like yourself um you guys are, are doing such a great message just to spread awareness but it's also yeah like people can benefit their oral health just from from reading your captions and instagram and recipes because. Again, anything that's good for your general health is good for your oral health. Yeah. So everyone, essentially, every health wellness influencer, dietitian, nutritionist, is helping the dental community. <laughs> so thank you, guys. <laughs> well, you're doing amazing.
1: Though. Amazing. There's no page like yours. I mean, oh. you're the only person I follow, I think, that like, Damn. Like, from. So, oh, yeah. If, so, where can we find you? The people who don't. So, know.
2: I'm mainly on Instagram at the Foodie Dentist. So, if you guys have any questions, and just feel free to, to message me. I'm yeah, more and than happy to. Posts the top, are though. so
1: detailed, they're
0: really helpful. Yeah, oh. honestly, they're amazing.
2: Oh, thank you guys. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's been so much fun.
0: Amazing. And if anyone has any follow-up questions that they want to ask, make sure you just DM them to the Forking Wellness um, Instagram account and we will send them over. We might even be able to do like a Q&A with you as a follow-up in the future. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank Thank you. you guys for tuning in and we will catch you next week. Please rate,
1: review and subscribe and follow Forking Wellness on Instagram.
2: Thank you. Bye guys. Bye guys.